Hello and welcome to Walk to Cinema Podcast. Today is going to be the first of three episodes with special guests. We're going to be talking about the Evil Dead trilogy by Sam Raimi with Bruce Campbell. And today we're just going to be talking about the first one, Evil Dead. But first, a word from our sponsor. So we have with us an American Werewolf in New Jersey podcast. Hello. Hello. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, appreciate uh, it. You could tell the people where they can uh, listen to you or see you because you are a video podcast. Yeah. And uh, thanks so much for that. I, I apologize. Um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't extend that to you guys. I, I, I messed up. Um, you can, uh, an American werewolf in New Jersey. Um, you can find us on YouTube under an American werewolf in New Jersey. Uh, we also live stream through uh, Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. Um, there's a Twitter page, Facebook page, um, we're also available on Spotify and uh, Google uh, Podcasts. Thank yeah, you. we're going to be linking as much as possible in our descriptions. But yeah, today we have Evil Dead, the first of three, directed by Sam Raimi, starring Bruce Campbell as Ash. And we haven't heard from you in this episode yet. Why don't you tell us what the movie is about? Um, I'd say it's a classic horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, about these college students that kind of enact an evil spirit that, you know, kind of just messes up their lives. Yeah, it's very important for low-budget horror movie making. It's a movie that influenced a lot of people. I must say, I don't think it's the best horror movie out there. <laughs> you seem to have something to say about that. No, no, no. Um, I, I, I appreciate what Remy did. Mm-hmm. um definitely you know I, I think when you're uh talking about uh was that 1980 i think for the uh the evil dead or 81 yeah i think it's uh, 81 yeah, something like that okay so 81 um you suffered in the 70s from uh movies or what i called the uh the exorcist hangover mm-hmm. uh, where you had a lot of movies that were uh trying to touch on demonic things or supernatural things and um they really sort of fell uh you know, fell short because I felt with The Exorcist, they got it perfect the first time. Um, and so, you know, it was almost sort of a pointless task. Um, mm-hmm. I, I won't name those movies because I, I don't want to sit around here, you know, bagging movies necessarily. Uh, but I thought that uh, this was not that. Um, this didn't uh, have that sort of exorcist hangover. Uh, I thought that they were kind of breaking new ground. And like you said, uh, they were doing it with uh, a minimal amount of uh, budget. Um, but it was still, it it was effective, uh, for, well, for its time and, you know, even for today, uh, for various reasons, which I guess we'll get into. They did a lot of good work with what they could. They did better makeup than movies with a lot more money than what they had, which I don't remember what they had, but it was very little. They had to actually sleep in the cabin they were shooting the film in, which I don't think would be even be legal nowadays. Maybe not. Work condition <laughs> laws, I don't know. But yeah, I thought it's very um, very campy. This is the first time I've ever seen anything Evil Dead. Okay. So it was my very first experience at it. And okay. I, there were parts of it that I thought were kind of hilarious. And I think it yeah. has to do with that kind of campy, cheesy type movie making. Yeah. Low budget the, movie making. And I think they embraced that more in the second one, which we're going to have you know, a different guest next week. But yeah, this one is funny at points. I don't know if it's intentional, Mm. but people seem to love it. 
I, I think it's uh, I think it's clearly what you would call a cult classic. Yes. Um, you know, and so there's a there's a very well, it's not exactly small, but there's you know a decent sized, uh, but extremely almost rapidly loyal. Uh, fan base uh, for this trilogy and of course for Bruce Campbell. Um, I hadn't seen this movie probably in over 30 years. Um, so when I uh, saw it this afternoon, I just saw it this afternoon um, for the first time uh, in quite a while. And I was like, oh my God, Bruce Campbell is so young in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's interesting because, you know, he, he's sort of now in retrospect, the focal point of the film. Um, and you sort of realize in advance that the other characters are kind of throwaway characters, yeah. you know, so they don't take a lot of time to um, to invest in them. Um, and I think uh, previously when, when the idea came on for us to, you know, do this together, um, I, I said, well, are we talking about the um, the remake? Uh, the Fetty mm -hmm. Alvarez uh, remake, which I, I think they spent a little more time trying to, you know, get you invested in those and mm -hmm. people that are in that. But you were like, no, 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 the original. So I was like, OK. Um, but, you know, despite the fact that, you know, a lot of the characters are throwaway, um, what they really managed to do, I, I thought with the, uh, the way that Raimi, um, you know, would, would shoot, um, using the, uh, the camera, I think he, I believe the story was he used the camera along a cart on the ground and they sort of pulled the cart, you know, to sort of simulate the, the demonic, you know, entity rolling yeah, along the, the ground the and point like point of view of the, yeah. The and it, yeah. And, uh, you know, for its time, I, I remember seeing it, um, you know, at that time um, and being, you know, kind of freaked out because I was a kid back then. And you're like, what the hell is this? You know, this is all right. You stop doing that. You know, and the, the way that, you know, Ramey used sound um, to sort of, um, you know, project this dark, you know, sort of voice, you know, with this, you know, the overtone of music. But, you know, underneath it, there's this voice, you know, saying something. Um, it, it, it really was effective. Um, as the movie progresses, and it's only like a 90 minute movie, uh, it does sort of go over the top. Um, yeah. and like you were saying, you know, it sort of delves into comedy and you're just like, oh God, what is happening here? You know, uh, yeah. but, um, you know, it, it, it does grab you. The characters don't grab you, but the way that Remy shoots the film um, kind of, or it grabbed me. You know, in the beginning, yeah. you're like, oh, this, this is still kind of interesting. You know, you can see what he's doing. Um, it's it, it's 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 not to be sneezed at. You know, you don't dismiss this movie. You know, out of hand necessarily. Yeah, I, I, I was always I was I was captivated by it when I was watching it. I just always was thought it was kind of funny that sometimes the things like like Bruce Campbell's character has his girlfriend and his sister and his like buddies from college, and they all kind of you know slowly one by one die or get you know possessed by the demons and he's just kind of nonchalant about everything like there's not a lot of <laughs> it's terrible acting it's terrible acting and i think if you would probably have asked bruce campbell or Ramey at the time if they knew that they had this thing that was going to extend for the next four decades mm -hmm. you know they probably have said no way in hell you know yeah. it, it looked like something that like a like a like a you know today it would be like a student film you know, that's well, kind of what it looks like, you know, kids on campus, you know, are shooting this film out in the yeah. woods or something like that, yeah. you know, and uh, but you could see where movies like um, where like the Blair Witch Project came from, yeah. you know, clearly rooted in in this sort of, 
you know, setting, you know, this, this nobody gets out alive kind of thing in the woods. Yeah. Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi were high school buddies. So I guess it's kind okay. of their student <laughs> film that made it big. Yeah. They were just working together with no budget. They were friends for a long time. So yeah, zero character development. <laughs> they don't worry about it. Zero. I mean, the acting's fine for what it is i guess but we're really there for what they managed to do with such a low budget and how innovative it was the shots and the use of sound and it was really gory for the 80s mm-hmm. yeah it got an nc-17 which no no one gets an nc-17 so yeah people were not into it at the time well they were but not the government i guess or whoever rates these um yeah, I mean it's uh it's it's yeah, it's quite it's quite gory. Um and you can see where you know as I was watching it I'm trying to think about what the um what the strength of the movie is because it's not the acting. Um mm. it, it's not uh you know the the investment in the characters or anything like that. Um but I, I think that um you know like you said the use of sound uh the visuals you know that there's a there's a sensory sort of there's a sensory overload um, mm-hmm. that kind of occurs after a while, and you're like, oh, this is you know this is this is too much. You know, it, it gets you know there's so much happening at the same time, and you know the 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 recording levels, and you know with the the demons cackling, and you know multiple attacks happening at once. You're like, wow, this is. Um, it reminded me of the last 15 minutes of. Um, uh, the House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, if you saw mm-hmm. that, the, the Rob Zombie flick, yeah, the, yeah. that last 15 minutes is just sonic overload, sonic and visual overload. And I'm like, this whole, you know, the last 45 minutes of the whole movie is like that. And it just, it keeps going up and up and up. And you're yeah. like, oh my God, you know, how far is Remy going to take it here? I think people watching it now may not know how important this was. No, there was nothing like this available. With the makeup and how much blood they would use, and there's, there's probably someone that knows how much blood they use throughout the filming of this. It's an immense amount. They were always drenched in it. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, I wonder if someone's done like the math on if the amount of blood each person loses <laughs> is is accurate to how much the human body actually has. You can't be. They, they, every human seemed to have about four times the normal amount of blood in them in this movie. You know, I think that Raimi, um, and especially, you know, with uh, with younger audiences, you know, Raimi might not be even known for this. You know, they, they know him for Spider-Man, you know, yep. um, you know, and maybe they maybe they know because we had covered um, about a month ago, uh, Drag Me to Hell. Uh, which is mm. which is another Raimi, you know, horror flick. You know, he had returned to horror, and then I think he was uh, closely involved with the remake of this of this movie. But um, you know, you know, not that many people modern horror. Oh, I guess they do. I guess they, maybe I'm maybe I'm not correct about that because when 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 I see a lot of content creators, there's a heavy focus on um, on the '80s, yeah. um, and so you know, having unfortunately grown up through the 80s um i remember a lot of those movies and they were sort of formulaic in the sense that you had these characters there were just so many b 
horror movies out there. Um, you know, they just littered the streets. You know, you could pick them up like you would find pennies on the ground or something <laughs> like that. And they all had these sorts of throwaway characters with the over-the-top violence. There'd be a gratuitous nudity scene or sex scene or something like that. I mean, you know, you could, you know, you could probably write one on the back of your, you know, your science notebook in school or something like yeah. that. Um, but this was among the first. Yep. And uh, it was, I mean, it, it, for for its own reasons, um, you know, it, it still holds up. Yeah. And, but you mentioned the gratuitous, gratuitous nudity. And there's yeah. the scene in this movie that's the, even the big fans of this, I've heard a lot of people hate on it, where the tree kind of rapes yeah. the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. seems to be out of nowhere and make no sense why you needed to be on it. And I think even Sam at this point regrets filming it. I, 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 that I, I wouldn't know about. I mean, I, I hadn't done, um, done a, you know, research for this film. Um, it is a, it's a scare. It, it adds to the scare, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, again, you know, this is, although it's, um, you know, it's shock value. It's yeah. shock value is what, uh, sort of grabs you and you're like oh what what's happening here you know you know Ramy's kind of going for it here you know this is you know I've never seen anything like this before um you know it, they depicted it again uh in the remake I mean they did they didn't shy away from it uh, that movie was perhaps even more uh, it was it was even more graphic um than um than this one um in a much more sort of le- in a less over the top kind of way mm-hmm. um but uh, I, I think, you know, again, you know, Ramey breaking ground, sometimes he's just, you know, going for it with something that's just super graphic, um, you know, and here we are 40 years later still talking about it. So, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not to be sneezed at. Yeah, I think it's probably the thing that kind of makes you pay attention, like, oh, this is this kind of demon like they're not messing around this is now going yeah. to be they control everything including nature yeah, yeah. which yeah the, there's no escape for the characters mm-hmm. within the confines of the first film mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah um you know and just the way that it's it's so grainy um you know which you know i don't know if that's due to low budget or you know ramey was doing this deliberately i mean clearly there are tons of movies that have been released you know in the 70s that didn't have that grainy sort of feel um you know it it does look like you know almost um almost a found footage you know kind of thing you know you can see the precursor for other types of of movies that you know that came after it that sort of uh, that sort of way um i it, it by no it, in no way, shape, or form is this like the greatest movie of all time or anything like that. No, it's not. Um, but it, it is something that I think uh, every horror fan should see at least once. Definitely. Um, and if you find yourself in that uh, sort of rabbit cult, um, you know, group, then, you know, God bless you. You know, you, you think that this is great. I, I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, we did um, a top 10 list uh, about two months ago uh, with me and a regular group of uh, people on the panel. 
And uh, this was, I think, my one buddy Bill's number three. And after I saw it, and Bill and I have known each other since, you know, like the late 80s, uh, 87 or something like that. And after I watched it, I messaged him. I'm like, you and I need to have a serious talk about this movie. I'm like, I just saw this for the first time since, you know, you and I probably met in college. I'm like, what the hell, you know, are you, you know, trying to push here? So I, I think what's going to happen is that he and I are going to do like a compare and contrast episode, maybe in January or something like that where we do the original and then the remake, you know, within the same episode or something like that. Um, but um, again, you know, I, I, I was very, I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed The Omen. I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed the Amityville Horror um, mm. because those just seemed like, you know, sort of blatant. I mean, even though the Amityville Horror is based on what is supposed, you know, a true story about the DeFeo murders and all this sorts of thing. And it was a big blockbuster book. It still had that exorcist hangover feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, there was none of that here. Um, it, it was fresh and it was kind of subversive. Um, it was new. Um, and, you know, again, you know, it, yeah, does it feel like a, like a college students movie? Yeah, it does. Um, did it grab me at least for the first half before, like for me personally, the sensory overload got to be too much. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I can see why it's still ranked up there as one of the, the top horror movies of all time and why I think it was his, uh, his number three. Yeah. I don't think it's only for horror fans either that should watch this. I think if you're going to make movies or be a part of movie making in any way this is a good example of what you can achieve and that you said it they clearly weren't expecting this to be to be this hit that lasts for 40 50 years and people are still talking about it and making new content about it making remakes making tv shows yeah and it's yeah, pretty I mean, significant he, yeah yeah i mean he was just uh there on um he had, he had a series there for a while, wasn't he? He was back mm -hmm. uh, playing Ash once again, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, for, you know, aspiring filmmakers, I mean, you know, whatever your ideas are, and, I, you know, I'm not an aspiring filmmaker or anything like that, but, I mean, whatever your ideas are, you know, why wouldn't you go for it? You know, what have you got to lose? I mean, you know, at the very least, you're just going to, you're going to create it, you know, which, which is kind of the point, you know, whether, you know, I mean, if it's if it's coming from inside you, then it's already authentic, you know, whether, you know, you make a million bucks is, is another matter entirely, you know, uh, yeah. you know, which is where we're getting all the, you know, the retreads and the reboots and the, the remakes and, the, you know, that kind of thing, you know, the, the, I feel like, uh, you know, the market's sort of flooded with those sorts of things. So it's hard to get the original ideas out, but every once in a while. You know, you get a you get a subversive flick like this out there. You know, it stays with you. Yeah, it definitely. I definitely enjoyed it. I wasn't sure I was going to because I, I personally am not that big of a horror fan. He's oh, are you? More, <laughs> he's more okay. of a horror fan than I am. Okay. Um, okay. So. I force you to watch every horror movie we review. Yeah. You're just along. You're along for the ride. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. The tables yeah. may turn and you may turn into the hardcore horror fan. Who knows? After time, you may find something. He's like, I'm not watching that. And then, you know, yeah. I think she, she thinks way. she likes it less than she does. Because you ended up always liking or at least enjoying the ones we watch. You never hate them. So I think it's no. in your head that you hate horror movies. It's not that I not, hate horror Not movies. hate. That's a strong word. I but just you don't gravitate towards yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're ever going to be my favorite movie. Like, I don't think a horror movie is ever going to be my favorite movie, but who knows? Maybe there'll be one. 
within um you know the thing is is that you know within and we were just talking about this with the other movie uh within every genre um there are you can find good movies yeah. you know whether it's, rom -com, yeah. whether it's rom-com or I, if, if you were like I, i'm not a rom-com fan but if you were to go to my blu-ray collection i probably have one or two in there that like yeah. i've enjoyed over them like oh yeah that was a good fucking movie you know <laughs> I, fuck yeah. you know, i wouldn't mind owning it now it's four dollars used over a books a million all right i'll buy that you know i'll probably never watch it you know I'll watch it like once every five years or something like that but it's in there um you know westerns or or sci-fi or action or drama or thrillers you know uh, within all of these you know there's you know those movies that sort of you know are right up there at the top and um, you know, and that's what I was talking about earlier, you know, in terms of intelligent movies, um, you can have horror films, you know, that are intelligent horror films or, you know, intelligent rom-coms and things like that. And then, you know, it's, uh, to, in my mind, it sort of works like a pyramid, you know, as, as it, as you move down, you know, the base sort of widens out. And like I said, that there are so many movies, uh, from the eighties, um, that were just, got awful and have been largely forgotten about in terms of the horror genre but you know you get the ones that sort of gravitate and move up and you know that's what we're talking about now i mean yeah so genre films are always tricky people always associate genres with something they don't like when maybe they were starting to get into films or maybe they just don't like something you don't like westerns for example yeah i force you to make i force you to watch uh, john wayne or Roy Rogers and you get mad. Roy Rogers, oh lord! <laughs> Roy Rogers, you're pushing the envelope there. Yeah, that. Roy Jeez, Rogers, even by really... my standard, Roy Rogers, really? All right, you know, I can see like the Searchers or Rio Bravo or something, but Roy Rogers, good grief! Those are the um, B movies from the fifties. Yeah, cheap yeah, Roy Rogers, good grief! Um, my um, my buddy used to, my buddy's mother used to watch that instead of oldies. <laughs> uh, he used to call them moldies. You're watching another moldy, eh? Okay. They're not good. No. But they entertain you for an hour, 55 minutes. They're so short. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're, they're like television episodes yeah. or something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, there so many of those movies have been forgotten about, but you know, you also get the occasional one like this. Um, you know, that that stands the test of time. So yeah, yeah. you know, well, now for me. You know, by the time this got to be about 60 minutes in, um, the overload got to be, you know, and, and so I started to sort of pull back. Yeah, like, I, I kind of felt it just that started too. getting it started to get too shrill. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, oh, you know, he's kind of losing me here. You know, like it, about 45 minutes in, it started to, you know, I was like, OK, OK. And then it just it sort of ramped up and ramped up and ramped up. And I think that's where, you know, uh, the crowd sort of divides and, you know, whether you're part yeah. of that cult. You know, you know, whether you're either me or my buddy Bill, you know, we've known each other for forever. Yeah, but fans of this love how crazy it gets and they love how crazier the sequels get. And I kind of do personally. I like the sequels more than the original. But I guess I'll talk about it in the sequel episodes. Well, my my favorite is the 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 remake, the Fetty Hunt. That was much that was much more intense. Um, it was much more graphic. It's more serious. It was scary. Yeah, that was a scary yeah. movie. Um, I was living in uh, I was living in Indonesia at the time, and I remember going to the movie theaters, and I, I went by myself because um, I you know 
it's it's hard to find horror fans over in Indonesia who want to go see the hey do you want to go see the Evil Dead you know like what you know you know you know it's a predominantly Muslim country so yeah there's not a huge audience for the Evil Dead but it was playing over there and I went to go see it and um, have you guys seen that have you seen the remake the remake no okay you but I've seen see I've seen a lot of reviews for it when it came gotta out and got to see the remake got to see the remake I would strongly recommend. No. And uh, I remember the lights came on and I was kind of chuckling because, you know, I've been watching horror movies since I was a little kid. You know, my mom started me with the old Bela Lugosi movies and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Boris Karloff. And then she started me with the Hammer films of like Peter Cushing and uh, Christopher Lee and these sorts of things. And then I branched off in my own direction. So I'm sort of chuckling because I've been watching these my whole life. And I turn around and I look across the aisle because I had an aisle seat. And there's this guy there with his girlfriend and he's hiding behind his girlfriend, like in the seat, like, like, you know, it would be like he ducked behind you behind the camera and he's like trying not to look. And I just busted out laughing. That was, a, but that was a seriously scary movie. Um, yeah. They ramped, they ramped it up in the, in, in all of the ways that, um, you know, Raimi's version was campy. This was not, it, it had a much more serious tone to it. Um, and that's the one copy that I actually own on Blu-ray. The, the other ones I don't own. I just happen to they're uh, they're available on HBO this month. So. Those are the ones we do own. We don't have the remake. Yeah. But you live in Indonesia, so you know better than me. But I've seen a couple of Indonesian horror movies that were actually pretty good and scary. Shadow Originals. Um, they make a lot um, of them. I'm trying to think. I, I don't recall that I saw a lot of local movies. The best, because they were all, see, if the, the language there is, is called Bahasa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens is if you go to see a local movie, they don't have English subtitles. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like when, like if you're living in That's India, they're all, they're all in Hindi, you know? So like it's, if you go see a Bollywood movie, you really don't need subtitles. They're so <laughs> formulaic, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, <laughs> you guys, it's all going to work out, you know? And this guy's going to do what his parents want him to do. And it's still going to work out, you know, somehow. And, you know, it's really easy. And in between that, they're going to dance a lot. Yeah. Um, but I remember uh, the only movie that I really saw over there was the one called, um, oh, God. Uh, what was the name of that movie? The, the, the one where the police stormed the tenement building. The Raid. It's like, the Raid. The Raid. Yeah, I saw seen that one. I saw the raid in the theaters in Jakarta. I was in a mall in Jakarta and I went to see this movie called The Raid and you didn't need any subtitles that for that so movie, good. obviously. It was like one of the best movies I ever yeah. saw. And I thought later that uh, when they did that uh, that reboot of Dread, mm-hmm. did you see that, the one with Carl Urban? Where no, he I didn't, I didn't see it. But I... You got to see it. You got It's very familiar in terms of The Raid about you know two judges get locked down in this building uh, and the whole building sort of turns on them. But of course, it's Judge Dredd. So, you know, they don't stand a damn chance, you know, so which which is fine. You know, you want to see Judge Dredd, Judge Dredd kick some ass. But uh, yeah, I remember going to see The Raid and I'm like, this is the greatest fucking movie I've ever seen. Holy shit. You know, like people are flying and bullets are flying and kicks are flying and, you know, knives are flying. And it was just it was great. It was one of the few times that I went to see a, a local movie. Um you know, in the theater, and I was I was lucky. I got it a hundred percent on that one, so that was cool. Yeah, the cor- but, the fight choreography in that one's that's pretty. Amazing. It's an amazing movie. The, people love the sequel. I like the sequel a little bit less, but 
Yeah, same here. Someone tried to show that to me and it didn't it didn't hold my interest the same mm -hmm. way. Um, but that first one was just a banger, man. Holy crap. What a great movie. Yeah, what but movie, Evil Dead on our podcast, we rate the movies. I don't know if you want to rate it. If you don't, that's okay too. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. I gave it a seven out of ten. It's iconic. It's something you should see. I don't love it, but I like watching it every so often, a couple of years. Mm -hmm. What okay, did you go with? Uh, I gave it a six out of ten because I liked it a little bit less, but it's still <laughs> enjoyable enough for me to like have a good time and not dread sitting there. But there were a couple things that I was annoyed by, like Linda's um, giggling, mm. the crazy oh, giggling. I can excuse oh. that one. That one's pretty bad. Like that yeah. one's just kind of annoying after the first yeah, couple definitely. seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, if if you're asking me, um, I'd probably go five and a half. Okay. Um, I I I th again, you know, I, this is not a movie where I'm saying avoid it. Just the opposite. I'm saying, you know, if you're a horror fan, that this is uh, mandatory. Um, it's mandatory that you see The Evil Dead because so many other movies are, you know, predicated on it, and you know that uh, that sort of cabin in the woods, you know, kind of feel, and the found footage kind of feel, and you know. Um, you know, breaking free of that, you know, exorcism, exorcist hangover. Um, mm -hmm. Again, uh, but what happened in the second half of the movie, it, just, it ramped up too much. Um, and and I, what I do um, when I make, um, when I do a show is as I'm watching it, I'll take some notes mm -hmm. um, and then I'll transfer them over to a Google doc on my phone, which I post right in front of the camera here. And that's my last note. This is too much. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was the last note I got here. I said 60 minutes in, and then there's like a, a lips with the three dots So 60 minutes in. Like I was looking at my phone, like, okay, how much time do we got here? Um, yeah. And then my last note with the last thing I wrote about this movie, this is too much. Um, now that places me um, in the minority because mm -hmm. most people consider this one of the, you know, the best horror movies of all time. And I understand for its time, it's just, yeah, it was a bit too much for me. So I'd give it five and a half, but uh, a mandatory five and a half. Go see that five mm -hmm. and a half. Um, it's on HBO right now, HBO Max, if you have it. Um, so, you know, if anybody's, you know, you know, if you, if you check this, you know, it's available to you if you don't want to, you know, spend money necessarily. Yeah, so I guess that's all from us for this episode uh don't forget to follow like subscribe and do the same thing for an american werewolf in new jersey and we're gonna see you next week with evil dead 2